0: Chase Talks Hip Hop Podcast and I am happy to be back. I've uh, given my voice a little bit of time to recover but um, I know I'm a little bit of a day behind but um, I wanted to get out this podcast titled The History of G-Unit because I know I've had this on my head a little bit because 50 Cent recently released a book and and there was a certain passage I believe where he talked about how we uh, didn't help Tony Ayo and Lloyd Banks enough as far as helping their careers prosper and giving them more advice and trying to look out for them. And I thought that was a very mature standpoint for 50 Cent to take because most of the most of the time, if rappers have done business with other rappers, it always leads to some kind of unrest. You know, there's always a, you know, a friendship could fall apart. There, there are a lot of factors that do come into play when you are dealing with business, friendship, music, etc. But... 50, 50 cent and g unit what i really appreciated about g unit was um the real, i don't know when they were around i, I was around for the g unit era and the time frame and i think what they really brought to the table was the the camaraderie they had they were the first you know they weren't the the, the first rap crew or the rap group but they were i don't know they were the first like rap crew To come out and and have everyone really be dope. I'm I'm not trying to say this to gas up G Unit. I just think G Unit um had had some some of the best rappers. I'm just saying like Tony Yeo is is really underrated. Lloyd Banks. I think people. I think his shit really goes over a lot of heads. I think Lloyd Banks is really dope. And of course you know you got 50 Cent, Young Buck. And uh, Game I mean Game did, did exceptionally well But there was a lot of drama Between him and 50 Cent And I'll get into that later But if you look at the track record of 50 Cent Everything 50 Cent did He did really have a huge advantage As far as being the pack leader Because 50 Cent did have the, the streets behind him He had the legendary status He had Eminem and Dr. Dre behind him So he had that seal of approval He had Jimmy Iovine behind him and 50 Cent really became a huge money machine for uh, Interscope Records when they did decide to sign him, because 50 Cent was going on a tear through the industry, and uh, he he released a underground project, I believe it was called The Power of a Dollar, is that what it's called? I think it's The Power of a Dollar, but um, it was one of his er- early, early projects, and I think it had a, a diss track, and it was aimed at Ja Rule, Jay Z, like like 50 Cent went went at everybody on this album. Fat Joe, he wasn't he wasn't really looking to make friends, and 50 Cent stirred a lot of controversy when he first came out, even in the underground scene. So when he got signed, of course there was the shooting as well, all all those all of that too. But the resurgence after that that led to him getting signed. It really showed that Dr. Dre and Eminem, them willing to be, able, them willing to take on that kind of controversy at the time because they were too contr- they were also controversial, made sense. And Fifty Cent, the reality is, he knew how to make people talk. I know we judge uh, Takashi Six Nine. I judge Takashi Six Nine because he's he, you know, he's making us talk, but for the wrong reasons. Fifty Cent was able to troll, but somehow still have you like him. It's hard to explain. Like with Takashi, people will not like him, and they'll watch his content, of course. But Fifty Cent, there was this uh, charm about him. And then G Unit, when they decided to come together on certain tracks, and if you go and listen to a few of their mixtapes, you know, go on DAPHIF and dig up their older stuff. If you, even if you go to Fifty Cent, uh, what is it? The, he has a mixtape titled "Fuck You." I think that's it. Is is that the title of it? I'm trying to think. Um, 50 Cent has had such a plethora of mixtapes, but I think I need to break down some of his early, early mixtapes. Let's see. I can't remember, because I think it was The Power of the Dollar. There's, okay, 50 Cent is the future. Guess who's back? Okay, that was the project. Guess who's back? And I was right. The project is called Power of a Dollar. Okay, guess who's back? Now, this this is the mixtape that made Eminem want to sign 50 Cent. And again, after 50 Cent shooting, he had a major resurgence, you know? And then on 50 Cent is the future, you see Lloyd Banks and Tony Yale on the cover. So G-Unit and 50 Cent, they were always riding together whenever 50 Cent was putting out music. And it was clear that 50 wanted to, to take them with him. That way he could still maintain some ground within his, uh, you know, underground roots. And I do respect that. But him coming out with this book, And him saying that he felt like he didn't really get the chance to help mold them as artists. I can understand that because 50 Cent was incredibly successful and Game was incredibly successful. But I think that Rift did a lot of damage to the group. I think that that caused a lot of personal uh, damage that can't be fixed. And financial damage maybe. Because um, I, I don't know like... I, th- I don't think Yeo and Lloyd Banks and uh, Young Buck... I think... I don't know. Young Buck eventually left G-Unit, I believe. There were a few members of G-Unit. But let me look this up. But Young Buck did eventually leave, I think. But let's start with Lloyd Banks. I want to start with Lloyd Banks because Lloyd Banks, to me, is uh, one of one of my favorite members of G-Unit outside of 50 Cent because Lloyd Banks, to me, has the best voice of everybody, he has like this really, some somewhat raspy, but it's deep, and uh, it's he raps from he. It's like he's rapping from his throat, but when Lloyd Banks raps, I, I, f- I fuck with what he's doing because it's so I don't know it seems ominous, but it, Lloyd Banks, if you go and check out a few of his projects, let's see, I I think album wise, you know, you can go th- go and scroll th- scroll through the mixtapes. But go and check out Hunger for More. Hunger for More 2. And Lloyd Banks is also wrapped alongside Eminem. He has a lot of chops in the industry. He can really spit. Shout out to Lloyd Banks. get a sip of coffee real quick. It's raining outside and it's beautiful. Happy quarantine. I'm not really quarantining anymore. I think things have blown over. But if you are quarantining, um, I would definitely listen to Hunger for More. Because this is, I think this is the debut project of lloyd banks i think it was under is that under interscope records yeah it was under interscope and g-unit records and it has production from a lot of east coast people such as uh Tai tech ron Browse, and you also have havoc of uh um, mob deep so the production he you can tell lloyd banks was trying to stick to his roots as well and again g-unit what you have to admire is that they knew what they were going for. They were, they knew that they were making gangster rap, gangster rap music, and they went for it. And on this album, you know, you, you have some substantial features. You know, I'm, most of it G-Unit people, 50 Cent, but you know you have Nate Dogg, you have Eminem, you have Snoop Dogg. And a lot of people that you would kind of expect to be within the shady Interscope style. But um, DJ Who Kid also makes an appearance on the project. Lloyd Banks as a, as an artist is extremely dope to me. And I think that he never really got the just doom because 50 cent did cast a huge shadow and it's hard to kind of walk under that, you know? And, um, I do think that Lloyd Banks, even if he went solo or if he tried to resurge, I think he could still have success because Lloyd Banks, I I don't know, like even his freestyle ability is pretty on par, um, let me try you know i'm going to bring this up i'm going to have to bring up this old funk this uh funk flex freestyle right here this one is from this one is from 10 years ago i'm going to bring up one of the older ones right here
1: Up. New York City is your boy, man. Um uh, aka Mr. Beamer Benz Bentley man service announcement next person that do my records on the menu Still work magic, I make you a ghoster. sir Dark skin, lighter than Sam Sosa You ain't got friends, keep the damn plan closer for they sneak up, approach ya Blam, blam, over Here you even loot, you holder Walk around the city with your Pan in folder Banks blowing up, I need Pan closure What's going, cop the eight with the tan lamb colder You hear it so often, the heat don't scare you Drug baby born, will they be more careful? All they hating, you be doing nickel Now you ain't seen her a movie before, Porsche pedals and medals make them want to sue me more. Model black panther division you we saw every afternoon we ball. My life's a bony call. You stuck in the wrong era. Told you that heart of a young dog think like an older cat. Now they calling me crack. You just noticed that sweet dope pistol mep x keep you rolling back. i style an all your artists. That's that 2010 Cadillac 10 garbage bag black. Back like am Spanish, and I'm clapping all the bunnies, PLK. I punch like Tyson in his 20s. I fly to the bread and bison for the money, chicks, letter cake. I smoke lice on their tummy. I'm four door, four wheeling. you're biking in your bummy. I'm wrapping Benji bills, frightened hicks like the mummy. Come slipping, you'll be looking at your all like fool. My neighborhood don't smell like the old ice cube. Reality's cute, we always low, so we always high. Pissy hallway in the face, kiss the hallway by. Uh, yeah. Uh, HFM2 in stores this summer, baby. Yeah. Uh, check. Uh, check. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, HFM2. Get that. Uh, my president is black. My land red. Sweet C's and of chill two chiller forehead. Let the dough spread. Bentley a moped. I'm still controlling both legs. Meaning I walk my own path. Dirty as dope bread. Motherfucker with a hoe set. I look around a rookie rap. The best thing that happened to me. White and right, black shit, they form an Oreo cookie. I'm something like a porno star when I'm in the uh, Don't that somebody you be hating on, baby? Get your pride, get your paper on the pawns in this nature form. You coming up short, cause your pace is long. I got the pizzazz, the rose, in the grape coupon. Bring a case of dawn, Waitress, it takes too long. I pour it all on the dancers, so they get their shaking on. Uh, I smell like money, but you want to bite, but you want to get butt naked and give it up tonight. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. One, two, uh, yeah, uh, So The knee don't get you, talk back, and get your clip on tap, right where your whip popped at, I never slip, I'm rubber-gripped, I made a grip on back, look what my gift brought back, it put my clip on back, it's verse first, last, hope you chick thought that, you know first, it's supposed to ask, we lift off that, it's bedrooms on board, I clap my chick on that, so they got a thing for diamonds, and my wrist all wrapped, I sick on you, just show me where you eat, sleep, and kick it, now your house all holy. And I'm to a missile. Disobey and revel. And you pay watch you starve to your grave. You ain't selling no, yeah, you selling dreams. Well, I'm your worst nightmare. My hammer and my knife here. I had a doctor pointing fingers right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. One, two, y'all. Uh, yeah. Check it. Yeah, sell out. I sell out seats. Switch solder. I practice what the hell I preach. Make sure your king signs. Spell out peace. It ain't a problem. i 45 shell out beef. Mr. Punchline. Who do you think you are? <laughs> a motherf***ing star Though nothing looks better but the car The doors open funny and it got a chauffeur uh-huh. I back down to nothing, no sir I am ball like a San Antonio Spur I'm the G-Unit Young Gun Dum-Dum Tatted my hands with where I come from My dope come What's the 411, hun? do Don't hate on the player Cause you can't afford one i see you again Right up to the tour cum. Uh, In this distortion Yeah, yeah
0: So that's one staple. There's multiple freestyles if you want to go check it out on YouTube. But that's one of the reasons I love Lloyd Banks. Because when he freestyles, you just get the feeling that he is so natural and relaxed. Like he's done it so much before. And that's one thing. I always admired rappers who could freestyle incredibly well. Especially in that time period where you know, you always kind of had to be competitive, and it is like that now, but in that time, rapping was much more competitive in the sense of, I gotta come correct when it comes to freestyle, so Lloyd Banks, the way he did it, you could tell like he's a New York cat, and I'm just a fan of him, you know, I would, like I said, I fuck with Lloyd Banks heavy, I'd even consider working with him if I could get the chance, um, whether producing for him a little bit, or, um, you know, just rapping with him, but I do like G-Unit. I think that G-Unit really, we, if we talk about legendary rap groups or crews, I put G-Unit in there every time because, you know, East Coast-wise, people forget, yeah, they're gangster rappers, but they're incredibly lyrical. You know, they have bars. Like, this was a time when you had to come correct. And uh, I want to take some time, too. Next, I want to talk about Tony Yayo. Um, Tony Yayo. Again, one dope motherfucker, ill lyricist, and member of G Unit. And what I love about him is that he's incredibly honest throughout every story he tells and all of his interviews he just he's straight to the point. He doesn't really like he doesn't really like to waste his words. And I wanna I I wanna play a piece of this DJ Who kid interview where he specifically talks about uh, rap beef and then I kinda wanna talk about his music more so how he developed and what he's up to now. And then I just, I want to like just talk about a lot of the members at the moment. And, and then, you know, we could talk about game last because I think we we know where he's at, but the main members I'm trying to get to the original members are Tony Yale and Lloyd Banks and uh young buck as well. But he came I think he came a little bit later in the picture, but let's see. Let's check this out.
2: When you look at the history of G unit, we went against the toughest niggas, name them, Jimmy Henchman, supreme damn, world, like it was always. It wasn't. It wasn't. Never a nigga that was a slouch. You know what I mean? Uh You know what I'm saying? Like you seen my crib get shot up. All this shit coming up. You know how it was with G Unit? Like we fuck with 50. It's not like you fucking with Kanye. Uh You just chilling and we drinking herbal tea in the studio. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Everybody proof. That's how it was. You know how it was, who kid? Who kid was the chillest one? Yeah, I was who kid said, I'm not about that life, man. Nah, I was, I'm, I'm I just, y'all it. just protect me, protect <laughs> <laughs>
0: We had
2: a good time, man. I know Fifty laughed at me the other day when he was up here because when I ran back to the hotel when Shook Knight tried to get me. Uh, he... Shook Knight always pop up. That Shook <laughs> Knight, that's what he do. Like, he just... Yeah. Gone. I you off
1: guard. It's funny, I escaped the bar. I went to the barber shop, but the barber was like, I think sick might I left. I left with Ooh. half a haircut.
2: The realest, <laughs> yo, look, the like, realest shit. Like, yo, look, the realest shit, though. I'm going to tell y'all the realest Sing shit. Because it. it went down. Look, I'm going to tell y'all the realest shit ever with Juni. Uh. Vibe Awards. All right. <laughs> God. Oh, man. We chilling. We on it. We at the trailer. I, I, with you, it's always something. Somebody's gonna get. Somebody's gonna get shot. <laughs> <laughs> so we chilling. vibe awards. You know uh-huh. you in the trailers. You in the trailers. Who Who you think we seen walk by? <laughs> who you think? Chuck Knight and Irv Gotti. Wow. Together. <laughs> number, number one op, Number two op <laughs> Number one op, Number two up. Right. Get the hell out of here. Jaru is not a real nigga Like I never heard of Jaru y- It could go online viral Jaru is not real He's not realer than me He's not realer oh, than me Oh shit Jaru is not a real nigga I never heard him selling crack Shot nothing Never <laughs> either. I never seen Irv in the street Niggas know me in the street Facts I know the Steens The E-Money's The 50's The mo- I know Listen I've been in the streets Listen Jaru I never heard about that nigga You <laughs> know what I'm saying But um Irv and Suge walk by. And 50's a real nigga. Like people, 50 really own blocks. Like he had 10 niggas working for him, shoot niggas. Like, niggas really, we good now. Snow. you know, we good. We could talk about it. <laughs> um, we that. So, pussy ass Irv walk by. And Suge. I'm not worried about Suge. Irv is pussy to me. I don't like, I I'm not, like, he's not a threat. Whatever. So they walk by. So James Cruz is there, you know James yeah, Cruz. James Cruz, he works yeah. for Diddy now. He's I, know, old. I know, James Cruz always I know. scared. He's always he scared. That's my boy. But <laughs> at speed, he was scared. When the nigga got stabbed, fifty, we can't perform. At speed, our first performance, <laughs> a nigga got stabbed in the neck. He's always cautious. I wouldn't say scared. He's cautious. Shout mm-hmm. out to James Cruz, whatever. He's scared a little cautious. But um, <laughs> so Irving Sugar walked by. Everybody's scared of Shaq Knight in L.A. Not everybody, but he has a lot of power. I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, this is why I said 50's a real nigga. The first thing 50 said to do was, yo, James Cruz, go to the hardware store and buy 20 knives. What? <laughs> James Cruz went to the hardware store, bought the 20 knives. <laughs> <laughs> we moving like fucking what? gang wars in this <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't know where the like American like me is uh, I don't know what came with the fourth. <laughs> but, you know, we got stories for days, man. I told Fifth we need to do the documentary.
0: And I agree. I think that there should be a documentary on G Unit. And uh, again, Tony Yayo, he's, he's one of the louder personalities in the group. Lloyd Banks is much more of a quieter guy. And the contrast is what makes it special. You know, I think that. Like whenever I think of a quintessential rap group, I do want there to kinda of be a, a clash of personality because then you have not not conflict, but you have a difference and you have an eclectic sense. And then the music can come out better. And G unit, you know, yeah, they're all gangster rappers, whatever, they're all New York. But the personality wise, they all brought a little bit of something different and I admire that. And if you mix it in they they just all had this unbeatable almost like east coast style confidence style, that those kinds of rappers could have because when you come from the mecca of hip hop where it was invented and then you have producers behind you uh from mob deep, DJ Premier, uh you have Dr. Dre behind you, you have Eminem behind you. You have so much um steam and power, respect and just credit. So G-Unit coming together and doing what they did, I thought, I think is incredible. And Tony Yayo, again, doesn't get enough credit. And in that interview, when he did talk about Ja Rule, I thought that was hilarious because if you get the chance and you are at home, um, like most people, there is this documentary on Netflix called Fire Festival. And it exposes Ja Rule uh, and this one other guy, I can't remember his name, but this, uh, I don't know, millionaire tech scammer entrepreneur whatever and the idea is within, not even within six months, maybe within a, maybe within six months or four months, I believe, they want to start this music festival, and they don't have the infrastructure to hold it. And this is something that would take years to plan, right? You know, if you really want to start a music festival, that takes years of planning if you want it to, to succeed. Job ja rule was like, no, 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 we don't have to do that. So they do they do the, prom- the promotional, right? They get some models, they fly them down, they're on jet skis or whatever it may be. And uh this has to be the biggest L in Ja Rule's career. I don't know, like he all right, Ja Rule has some losses in, in hip hop. I'm gonna be completely honest. And I I don't respect Ja Rule. I don't think anyone really should respect Ja Rule. I don't do I don't I don't I don't think anyone should. I'm team G Unit, in, in, in all of this. Ja Rule always raps like he's trying to take a shit and he's a fucking copy and paste Tupac and he fucking jacked DMX's style a little bit. We can't lie. And fuck everything that Ja Rule has done. And Pete Payne is love, is trash. Everything he's done is trash. And you should be listening to Cameron and Dipset over any of that shit. But listen... Ja Rule's Fire Festival, it is so fucking hilarious how it crashed and burned, just like his career. I thought it was so fucking funny. And you need to check it out because Ja Rule's character is really exposed because he was talking to some model very rudely, saying, Get the fuck in the water, blah, 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 blah. Just acting like a douchebag, belligerent and shit. Um, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. You know, it's really crazy. But I think this is a Ja Rule in the Fire Festival and this other guy behind it. That is what happens when you don't think through your business decisions, you become blind, you get cocky, and you don't know about time frames because if you're going to have this island, you're going to start a music festival, realistically you need to have infrastructure and that takes years, years to really set in and if you want to get everything really under lock and you want to have everything organized it takes time people act like you can start a music festival overnight like woodstock but if you're on an island that takes planes you're not starting it in the middle of ohio with the wooden stage no you're promising luxuries models all this crazy shit and it, it was interesting because in the video you see people mobbing and stealing shit taking mattresses just acting like animals when they get to the island because they don't know what to do there wasn't enough food or anything, so they're freaking out, and it's a bunch of rich kids just acting crazy, just fucking biting each other's ears. It is insane, very insane. But um, yeah, Ja Rule biggest loss ever. Holy fucking shit, biggest L of his career. Um, Ja Rule, uh, you gotta you gotta take that and live with it, man. That's pretty sad. But that's another reason why you gotta love G Unit and you gotta love 50 Cent because 50 Cent. Foreshadowed how much of a fucking idiot Ja Rule is Even even with like Game and 50 Cent There was always this respect between Game and 50 Cent Because they were really about that life Ja Rule is just, you know Like you could tell You could see right through him and shit And uh, it's interesting I mean I, Like out of all the beefs I think the Ja Rule one might have been the safest one The Murder Inc. one Even though it's ironic I feel like the, the crew is like with the hardest Murder Inc. Like they don't do any murders So Anyway, I know I went on a rant, but go and check out that movie, the Fire Festival movie, and you're going to laugh your ass off. Anyway, G Unit, one of my favorite rap groups. I want to talk about, actually, you no, know, I want to play this freestyle real quick with my man Tony Yeo from Tim Westwood three years ago. YouTube.com slash Tim Westwood TV. Yo, it's
1: Tim Westwood TV. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're up here at Capital Extra, going in with Tony Yayo. Shout out to my man
2: Who Kid, Chichi G Units. Yeah, Big Dog Pit Bulls, man. Tim Westwood, you know what it is? Legendary shit. Who Kid, we in London, man. Fresh from Bahrain, passport stamp. You know how we do, man. Units in the building. Tim Westwood, legendary shit, nigga. Yeah. High-flown language, lead jets in the air. Seven chains on, seven clothes. I'm everywhere. Different time zone, getting real money. High seats look like snicker bars in Muslim country. Throw up dawn, 20 bottles glow on. auto mon frozen on the bone I speak 30 languages and hide in plain sight. Jason Bourne in a Bentley truck with loud pipes. Oniac shrimp eating, Hermes sneaker wearing. Digital Jesus peace shining. 30 in my mink lining, my seats I'm in. My bitch got Giuseppe heels on, A feet shine. My cleaning room, clean my room, she like chow My passport stamp, look at, look at me now Nigga, look at me now Nigga, look at me out Thomas tomahawk steak for two Butterfly mignon, thank God that a nigga is on, yeah U.S. open high in the skybox With an IG model thick with the nice box Maserati truck with the ski rack 50 fucking that bitch, I already beat that Ball main to the socks, my little hitter Timmy Turner just down in my Glock, yeah. Yeah. Tim Westwood, man, I had to hit that up a little something. Know how we do. Who kid in the building talking New York? Tony Ayo. Tim Westwood.
0: Fun fact, not a lot of people know this, but Danny Brown was at one point signed to G-Unit Records. I'm not lying to you. Danny Brown was at one point signed to G-Unit Records, and he was actually friends with Tony Yayo, and he would actually take a bus from Detroit to New York to go record with him. And early on in his career, that's how he developed and stacked up on his skill set and his music. And you can go check out that story. Danny Brown has told it on a few podcasts but uh, the story of Danny Brown and G Unit is quite interesting because if you look at his trajectory, <clears throat> you know him getting signed to G Unit and then breaking off and eventually just finding his own path. He did incredibly well because I think the the sooner he embraced who he was and didn't hide behind any uh any kind of disguise. Because I remember a specific thing that Danny Brown was saying was that he liked skinny jeans. And that someone in June, I think it was 50 Cent said, man, like everyone's going to think we're gay with this motherfucker on our crew. So, um, like Danny had to wear baggy shit and he said he didn't like it and everything, but it, it was a super funny, a super funny story. And it's really kind of a gem. If you, you want to like get historical with hip hop and look at the trajectory of someone's career, shout out to Danny Brown. I got to do a podcast about him. I'd love to interview, interview Danny Brown. Yo, Danny, if you're listening to this, hit me up. Um, yeah, so Danny Brown, but but now back to um, Young Buck. I want to take some time to talk about Young Buck, so I'm going to talk about Young Buck. And unfortunately, I haven't been the best at keeping up on the history, and I mean not the history, but the news surrounding every individual member as far as personal life. And I really try to stay out of that and just keep it within the realms, the realm of music. But I did find an interesting article by Hip Hop DX titled, Here's Why Young Buck is in Jail. And I just want to put a little bit of perspective behind this. And I did get the chance to read this article earlier. It was very interesting, and I want to read it for you. And then I want to go into some more stuff about him, and more so about the musical end. But it's clear that he's found himself into some deep water. And recently he filed bankruptcy to avoid, because he has some serious debt. But. Although details are ridiculously scarce, Young Buck was apparently taken into custody custody last month in Cheatham County, Tennessee, on a child abandonment warrant out of Newton County, Georgia, according to Scoop Nashville. The former G-Unit affiliate was arrested on December 20th, 2019 and and is considered a fugitive from justice. He spent his Christmas in an overcrowded jail cell as he awaits extradition. Oh, extradition. He's expected... To be in jail until till at least May seventh, twenty twenty, when when he was his first court when he has his first court date, he's currently being held without bond. Young Buck was apparently arrested in Cheatham County, Tennessee, on December twentieth, according to Cheatham County sheriff sheriff office records, attained by Scoop Nashville. While specific charges haven't been revealed, the 38-year-old Hendersonville resident was arrested on an outstanding warrant of Georgia and is currently considered a, a fugitive from justice. Young Buck was arrested in 2016 after he allegedly kicked in the front door of his ex-girlfriend's Nashville apartment and threatened to burn it down. Consequently, he... consequently. He was sentenced to seven months in prison. At the time, authorities said he owned up to violating the conditions of his supervised release and probation in not one but two federal cases. The former G Unit affiliate has been a longtime adversary of Fifty Cent, and the two re- routinely spar on social media. Most recently, the power exec trolled Young Buck with the photo of a transgendered woman after Young Buck dropped two diss tracks aimed at get rich or die trying mastermind. The story of Foofy and Fafty earlier this year young Buck spent Christmas in an overcrowded jail he's being held without bond and well so that's really unfortunate for young Buck and um, I, I don't know if he's released yet but I'm gonna read another update young buck reportedly files for bankruptcy to dodge 50 cents debt young buck has been sitting behind bars at tennessee's Cheatham county jail since last december the former g-unit member was taken into custody as a fugitive from justice due to an outstanding child abandonment warrant now all hip-hop reports he's filed for bankruptcy in what could be an effort to evade a sizable debt to his current rival 50 cent Buck reportedly filed in January and listed his main creditors as the mother of his six kids, the Georgia Department of Human Services and the IRS. Although he earned just under 100000 a year between 2017 and 2019, the IRS still wants to collect $415,892 for unpaid taxes spanning the years 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019. Goddamn. But court documents state Buck is also asking to reject any and all excusatory contracts with G-Unit and or Curtis Jackson. Buck filed for bankruptcy in 2010 as well, In his latest filing, Buck cites G-Unit as his only employer for the last seven years. In April 2019, the beef between 50 and Buck was reignited after Buck asked to be let out of his contract with G-Unit Records. He then accused Buck again of having a relationship with a transgendered woman and urged him to admit he's a homosexual. Last May, Fitty blocked the release of Buck's road trip video with the copyright claim and the bad blood between the two rap vets quickly boiled over. Subsequently, Buck fired off two diss tracks aimed at his adversary, the story of Foofy and Foofy. They've since been removed from YouTube, although the hustle harder, hustle smarter author took a little break from taunting Buck. He returned with some more vitriol earlier this month, this time with a photo of a gay pride parade. Hey, is 2020 gay pride canceled? He wrote in the caption, asking for a friend. Young Buck, LOL. Woo. Yeah, 50's been vicious. But, um, yeah, I gotta say, I do feel for Young Buck. Um, I, I do think he was a solid member in the group but um, even then, I do think it's unfortunate, all the legal problems he's going through, and I don't want to get too involved in all that, and uh, I don't want to take the podcast down that road too much, but um, Young Buck does have some solid music, but if I'm going to be honest on my end, he was never really my favorite member, I always kind of gravitated to the Lloyd Banks game, uh, Tony Yayo, but um, anyway, I just, I, I don't know, it's really interesting how because I think for a time G Unit got got back together. I think I don't know if Buck was there when they reignited, but I know Lloyd Banks was. I know Yeo was. Game wasn't, but three of them were there. And I think that Lloyd and Yeo were a couple of the original crew members. So so that would make sense. But now, if we want to talk about Game and that beef, the beef surrounding Game and Fifty Cent, G Unit Records. I think that was the most crazy beef because. A game was very successful with the documentary when that album came out and they were riding incredibly high. And G unit was doing well and game was a huge piece of that. You have to admit, Game being from the West Coast, being from LA, it really helped them close that gap between, you know, because think about it, like they were running the East Coast, sure, but now they had that uh Los Angeles appeal and they could be cover on both sides. And that was cool. They were picking up more regional respect. So Game put out the documentary which which did incredibly well one of my favorite rap albums and then from there you know beef did start to ensue and I don't want to go into the the origins of all of that because that would take a lot of time but let's just say it's business disagreements money disagreement personal disagreement whatever it may be. But the video for "Hate It or Love It," that "Hate It or Love It," that they had to be, they had to be separated, and, and those, those parts were shot separately. They, they had to be separated from each other, which is a fun fact. Even though they had to do the music together, which is pretty interesting. But um, looking into that, the beef between Game and Fifty Cent to me is one of the most unfortunate things, and that could have ever happened because. I mean, it's hard to say because I think Game leaving G-Unit was actually good overall because Game didn't didn't really need G-Unit. I felt like Game could prosper on his own, but him being a part of G-Unit and succeeding with them, he was definitely the most successful dude outside of 50 Cent. You have to admit that, and you could even argue that when he left, he he became more successful than 50 Cent. 50 cent in the music as far as staying more consistent than 50 and dropping more projects so it's kind of hard to argue that by the way game has dropped a lot of music a lot of mixtapes and he's just been very consistent he's been hungry hungry throughout the years so the most unfortunate thing is i do want 50 cent in game to make more music together that's the issue and i know that's never going to happen because of all this immature shit but at least in my perspective, I do think that Game was outstanding. outstanding member. And if you don't believe me, I mean, go and listen to a 20-minute freestyle that he's, he's done. I think it's later on down the line, but he's done shit like that. He's done 30-minute freestyles. He's done these crazy, these crazy things. I know he has one freestyle he recycled, but he has a lot of shit. He has a lot of stuff, a lot of music, a lot of a huge body of work to look through. So Game... I mean, you got to tip tip your hat off to him. Even though he was only a G-Unit member for so long and he put out one album, everything he did after that was still impressive. So, Game, I think, was one of the most talented members that ever even came around for G-Unit. But I I think, imagine if, you know, Lloyd Banks got the kind of um, media attention that Game got. I think he could have been just as successful... Because Lloyd Banks is, is to me very dope, and he has a lot of marketability and appeal. But it's weird how I'm. I. It is interesting how Fifty did mention in the book how he should have taken more time to, to talk to them and groom the the business side of them and the musical side somewhat, just so they could get a full scope of what was going on. But um, it's it's insane, you know. Geena Records, when they did come around. What they did was special because they brought a lot of, um, I, I think they were bringing a lot, a lot of momentum behind them. And I thought at the time it was really special. And now looking at it, you know, you do see that there are people who have, have, done, who have done better in the group. And you've seen people who have done better outside of the group. And there are people who aren't doing as well. But overall, G overall G Unit records they succeeded in what they wanted to do. They wanted to have a gangster rap crew, and they did it. And for the time period when they were on the same page, they were incredibly successful, and that's undeniable. You know, all the momentum they had, everything that they did did was impressive for the most part. The early G Unit albums, um, there were some good ones like the track "My Buddy," which is uh, something you go check out. There's a lot of good music and uh, shout out to 50 cent shout out to everyone in that camp and uh, tell me what do you think? Who's your favorite member of G unit? Do you like Lloyd Banks? Yayo buck game. Who, who's your favorite member? What do you think of 50 cents dispute with uh, young buck? Do you think that they're going to resolve it? I don't know. Either way, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. And I want to announce that I also have an MMA podcast with Tito Beats. If you want to hear me talk about, talk about fights, it's another hobby of mine I like to talk about. So, yeah, I'm just trying to expand, do a little bit more podcasting, try some new stuff. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Have a great day, and I'll catch you on the flip side.